Welcome to Tackless Radio. Hey, freaks and geeks, welcome back to another episode of Tackless Radio. And y'all already know who it is. It's Be Bad. I don't know why I just came at y'all so aggressive like I was a New York hip-hop radio host. (laughs) Welcome back to another episode of Tackless Radio. Song of the Week is Pretty Little Fears featuring Black and J. Cole. Been listening to that song consistently maybe the last two weeks. It came out 2018. I loved it when it came out in 2018, but I wasn't listening to it consistently when it came out. But I heard it as of recent and have been hooked on the song. It's about black love, relationships. And we really don't hear a lot of black love, relationships, me and you trying to uplift each other in rap songs. So if you all want to get some black love energy into your week, go check that song out. It's Pretty Little Fears with J. Cole and Black. But we're going to go ahead and switch over into our episode for this week, but it's a little different because it's an interview with a friend of mine where we talk about our spiritual journeys, talked about our spiritual warfare, also gave some tips and tricks on how you all can get started on your own spiritual journey. So go ahead and take a listen. I'm going to finally get this episode going. But hello, Janelle. Hey, girl. Hey. Well, let's go ahead and get this uh, conversation started. So hello, everyone, and welcome back to Tackless Radio. And it is a interview. Janelle, go ahead and tell us who you are, what you do, and why you are here. My name is Janelle. I am a a lover, a healer, a liver, a thriver. Mm-hmm. Um, in world though, life, you know, I work for a tech company. <laughs> I'm an instructional designer. So my creativity is really at the helm of my day to day, which is actually pretty amazing. Um, I don't have to deal with a lot of people, which is beautiful, but I'm what you call an instructional designer. So I just do a lot of training and development 
for adults, essentially. It's cool. Um, but I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much, B. You are welcome. I'm happy to have you. So one of the reasons why Janelle is here is because when I met Janelle at the company that she speaks of, I no longer work there. <laughs> Me and her, just to kind of like give everybody an understanding, when I first met you, there was something that like drew me to you. As weird as this may sound, I feel like I never told you this. Like me and you both were on like in the training because we both started with the new company, with this new position. And as usual, I'm looking for other people of color in the room. There really weren't many. But then you walk in and I was like, black girl, perfect. (laughs) First of all, you being the only black girl, I was like, she's going to be my friend. But like I sat down next to you and we started talking. I was like, oh, no, you seem super duper dope. Like I immediately was drawn to your energy. I was immediately drawn to who you were as a person. You were just like soft and like very patient and like seemed to be very loving. And I was like, she's all the opposite things from me will be. Oh, no. Like she's opposite from me in that regard. So we're going to be great. I find that yin and yang works out very well. But mm-hmm. as I know you more, I started to learn so much more about your own spiritual journey, your own spiritual path, how connected you were to Mother Earth, to your own emotions, how emotionally intelligent you were. And when I first met you, you were eons ahead of me. I've started my own spiritual journey as of recent. So I feel like I'm not as far behind, but I definitely would tap you as a subject matter expert in the world of spirituality. (laughs) So that is why I wanted to invite your beautiful soul to my podcast, because we're going to talk about our spiritual journeys and what people can do if they're interested in starting their own spiritual journey. Some tips and some tricks on how to start, where to start, some red flags even (laughs) to notice as you are on your spiritual journey, because we want to be able to pass this knowledge down. Let's just just consider this a knowledge transfer episode. (laughs) Right. Me and Janelle, we're in the space of learning and development very often. There might be some L&D jargon that goes on (laughs) a little bit. (laughs) I just would encourage you all to research whatever word we dropped that you all may not necessarily know. It will, you'll be better for it, but let's get started. So Janelle, I just want to know what, how old were you when you started your spiritual journey and what prompted you to start your spiritual journey? Realistically, I would say my spiritual journey really started when I was probably of age to actually retain information that I was being taught. I grew up in the church. So I've always been kind of in tune with some form of spirituality. You know, I grew up Christian or Baptist, whatever, you know, so my mother was a pastor. My uncle was a pastor. Everybody was in the family. So initially I grew up around that, you know, saints shouting and praying and, you know, preaching and, you know, speaking in tongues. So for me, that was all I knew. Yeah. And there's something very spiritual about that, you know, just being in the church outside of the religion and the beliefs, there's definitely spiritual practices that occur. Yes. And probably around the time I was maybe 16, 17, I started realizing, oh, there's other beliefs and practices that exist. Mm. I had no idea. I had no idea. And then I, I grew extremely curious and I was watching this movie called Man on Fire. 
with Denzel Washington. Yeah. There was a scene where the father was, he was in the church and he was in front of like this altar of sorts. And there were so many candles and there was a photo. I don't remember of who I want to say Mary, but anyways, he was in front of an altar and he was praying. Mm-hmm. And at the time I was dating this guy and he was sitting next to me and he said something I'll never forget, which changed the course of my life. He said, mm, that's a devil. And I said, like I was convicted and I was like, wait, what, what do you mean? And he was like, if it's not of God, it's of the devil. And from that moment on, it changed my trajectory. I became so interested in other practices and religion outside of what I knew. Yeah. I started reading books. I started watching YouTube videos and I was really just searching for something that I could identify with. I didn't know what I was searching for, but that's really when my journey began. I was searching and I didn't know what I was looking for. I was just looking. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And as you were looking on your path in your spiritual journey, what were a couple of things that you ended up finding along the way? Because I, because I know that you probably started to feel your gifts. You had your spiritual guides or ancestors or your grandmama, your granny start talking to you and you like, who is this? You start to feel things, started to probably have dreams, get drawn to things. When you started to go looking for something, what were some of the things that started to pop up that you were like, whoa, that's different? <laughs> uh, for one, it would be synchronicities. It would be, I think back then it was, I would see a lot of the same car, just the same car, same color, or I would see cars of the same color, just like seven of them or 11 or just weird numbers. And then, you know, my dreams became really, really vivid, but I I didn't understand them. I just, I would dream and it would be so vivid. I would just wake up exhausted. Mm -hmm. Like I had, I would take on the emotion of my dream. I, um, I began to really kind of pull away as well from just people. I became really sensitive to energy and I thought I was, for a while, I was like, oh, you know, I'm an introvert, so I just need to be alone. But I was really taking on so many different people's energies that I needed time to recharge. And, you know, I think I was maybe 13 around this time where I started realizing that I was just a little different. And, you know, we were driving in the car, going to a family reunion. And in the back of my head, I'm thinking, dang, like this car is about to have a blowout in front of us. Just, yes. You and it happened. Have- to you like you just can't like it just came to you like the car in front of us is about to their tire about to blow out yeah it just came to me and it happened I was like oh okay you know this is different I thought it was a coincidence but as I got older I've had more and more moments like that that have taught me to listen to my intuition in terms of when somebody's lying or I would wake up and know something that something already happened because I would be dreaming about situations that led up to it. And I would already know the answer. I, 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 and I've gotten to a point now where I won't question it. I have this inner knowing and innate knowing that, you know, is really important to develop. That's, I'm still working on it, but I think like, that's really where people should start. Just trusting yourself with any decision that you make. That's where I'm at. (laughs) I love that. that. Let's, let's rewind a little bit as two African-American women, Black women of America that grew up Baptist in the church. Mm -hmm. My mother was super duper religious. She actually led the 
elementary school and preschool of my church where I grew up. So she was there from like Sunday to Sunday. I was on the praise dance team. I was in choir. I can't sing for shit. I was just immersed into the church, but it never felt right for me. Like being at church never felt right. Now, I would say that I've had different connections to God, but church and religion, I never understood. Like I got bullied at school and it was so interesting because I was like taught that church is supposed to be where you're supposed to go to feel better and be uplifted. But I would go to church and get bullied there too. <laughs> oh no. Exactly. So I would, the kids were just as evil as they were at school. The adults were petty. There was favoritism everywhere. My mom even felt the need to start their nursery. They didn't have one until my mom started one, but she okay. felt obligated to go above and beyond for the church because that's how you are recognized and everyone's doing their own thing to try and get recognized by a pop. Mm. And it became like very catty and, and like favoritism would come up. And I just knew in my heart that those type of emotions and those type of things and those type of conversations that people were having at church were not appropriate or quote unquote, not of God, but I'm supposed to be here on Tuesdays and Wednesdays and Sundays with these petty individuals. And this does not feel right for me at least, but with your experience being a PK, <laughs> <laughs> Were there like instances where you would be in the church or just be immersed in the religion that is baptism or Christianity and you just would have a sense of like, this feels wrong or this feels different or there's something more here? Oh, absolutely. Um, I was struggling with my sexuality from mm -hmm. an early age. So whenever it would get to the point that even simple things, you know, like in the Old Testament, women not wearing pants and stuff like that. I didn't agree with that. I was a tomboy. I wanted to be in jeans all the time. I don't want to put no skirt on to come in here. You know, I didn't agree with that. Yes. And then even in terms of it being taught and preached so heavily that, you know, man should not lie with man and stuff like that. I was just like, well, what if I actually genuinely love this person? Like I have to go to hell because I, I love somebody, I didn't agree with that. I didn't agree with that. There were a lot of other practices in terms of, you know, women not really being encouraged to be on the pulpit or to be pastors. That was something I didn't agree with as well because I would see how it would affect my mom and just my family and my aunts. Um, just the, the, the patriarchy that I saw. Oh but, yeah. Yeah, for me, I think that, would pro that was probably the first that I started to notice was that it was the man who was the head of the household. And then the wife was supposed to just submit to her husband and all of the submission that would be in the Bible about what the woman is supposed to do for children, what the woman is supposed to do for the house, what the woman is supposed to do for the man. I was like, well, God damn, it seems like she's getting a short end of the stick. But I agree with you that the patriarchy, the misogyny, the submission of what women are and aren't to do is one of the first things that like tripped me off about the Bible. And to your point, my sister was always a tomboy mm -hmm. and put on pantyhose and the skirt. She was like, bro, God said, come as you are. Why am I putting on all this extraness? Why <laughs> putting on these dresses and these heels and these pantyhose? He said, come as you are. What's mm -hmm. in my pants? And I would get so many complaints 
conflicting stories, I would get so many conflicting messages that I would ask questions because you're a kid, you're very curious. You start asking right. questions, you're like, okay, well, mom, where is hell? Where, what is heaven? Like, if I don't, do I have to repent every day? Because it looks like I'm sinning every day. Like, I had questions that were not getting answered or at least not getting answered in the way that I was like, this all connects and makes sense. That I too was like, there's got to be something else. It started very similar to, very similar to you. I went to start uh, looking for it because I was like, there has to be more to life than just hooping and hollering in the church with these petty birds who are trying to figure out who's going to lead Sunday service next week. Right. It was messy. There was so much drama. It's so much drama in the church. So much drama. And I was just like, this is not for me. Like I, and when I got to the age, you know, I was still living at home when I was 18, but I, you know, uh, could make a little bit more, I had a little bit more um, authority. <laughs> yeah. Blindly. Uh, and some mornings I was like, oh, I don't want to, I'm not going to church today. You know, I just wasn't feeling it. And then I really became separated from it once I moved out. Like I wouldn't talk about the Bible. It would bother me when people would say God. Um, I really had to do some, some work on why I felt so resentful towards the church and just anything or anybody associated. If I was dating somebody and they were too into the church, what I viewed as too into the church, I wouldn't date them. I really was, it was not for me. You know, now I can, I'm in a different place where, you know, I'll read my devotionals, et cetera. And Um, you can find the good in anything and you can find the synchronicities and similarities in anything, all these a yep. lot of various religions, you know, there's, there's a theme. So, um, but yeah. The similarities and some of the themes we talked about how smudging and oils, the frankincense and myrrh and frankincense and myrrh and creating altars. Those are all very similar across many religions. Like I can remember my mom praying at the holy hour <laughs> because <laughs> <laughs> like my mom and my auntie Marie would just, you know, be prayer warriors. They'd be prayed up. They'd be fasting for 24 hours. They'd be praying all night, screaming into the sky, basically. And I realized later on in my own spiritual journey that the thinnest, well, the veil is its thinnest at like two to four o'clock in the morning. And mm-hmm. that's when people start to have dreams is when people are waking up. That's when the spirits can come and speak to you and tell you things that you didn't know. And apparently that's when my mom was getting her messages up yeah. <laughs> to God, because I started to say to myself, like, as I am going on my own spiritual journey, making my own altars and, and burning sage and smudging and getting my crystals and manifesting, which is a, a form of prayer, in my opinion, mm-hmm. it's very similar. And when I learned the similarities to your point, the resentment that I had for the church started to dissipate a little bit because I was very much so like you when I moved out and I started to learn all of the whitewashing that the religion is. I was super resentful. I was just like, not only is it misogynist, but it also is racist. <laughs> and I wanted nothing to do with the Bible, nothing to do with the church. But then when I kind of pulled back some of the layers of like what Buddhists do with people who are spiritual indigenously will do what people in Africa would do. I'm like, they all kind of pick up the same thing. It's just that that extra, extra person in the sky doesn't necessarily have to be who I pray to because I am that person in the sky. I am the God lives in me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. So let me ask you this. When, what was a 
pivotal time to you and your spiritual journey? Like what was like a aha moment where you were like, this is Janelle. This is Janelle Harris. I finally met her. This is where I need to be. This is who I am. Mm. If I can be honest with you, mm. I would say I feel like I'm walking into that right now. Ooh, uh, yeah. Yes. I, love it. <laughs> I am on the cusp. I am in a place now where I can look back on certain situations that I've encountered and I can look back on how I manifested them. I can look back on the life lessons that I have learned. And realistically, romantically is where I've had a lot of my growth in spiritual uh, discernment and kind of birth happen is in relationships. Yeah. Uh, I have a certain vulnerability there. So looking back now, I'm able to see, okay, I've attracted so many people that have been so pivotal in my life that have gotten me to where I am now, to where I'm able to say, you know, part part of my purpose here is to heal. It is to heal romantically. It is to be in these relationships and, and to love so freely and fully and openly without expecting anything in, t- in return because that's who I am. And I've accepted that, which also, you know, there's another side of the coin. I have to be mindful and discern who deserves that. Oh, so yeah kind of walking into this journey uh, and really being alone right now has really helped because I was never alone, but I'm alone right now and in a a good way, in a healthy way, but I'm really able to sit and manifest and to think about things that I want. Yeah. And it happened, you know, back in 2018, I was initiated into a African traditional religion called Ifa. So I do practice that. However, I've always practiced venerating my ancestors. So every morning, every evening, I'm spending time with my ancestors. And the manifestation that comes from that, just from having that, that conversation and sitting with them, and you know, sometimes I'll cook them food and put it at the altar, or I'll sit there and read. Spending that time with people who are just in another ethereal, on another ethereal plane, you know, it's really real. But the manifestation and, and the trust, you know, um, when I ask for a sign for something like, is this person good for me? Is this, is this situation? how is this going to work out? I get an answer and it's not in the way I'm looking for, but I'll, I'll hear a quote on a commercial or something and it'll speak to me, you know, it'll be something very random or it'll be very deliberate. And I'm getting, getting woken up out of my sleep and I see something in the corner of my eye and I'm like, okay, yeah, what's up? (laughs) Or, (laughs) you know, it's like, hi. Um, But that's a place that I really had to learn to get to from an early age, I would hear things and, and see things. And I was never quite fearful. I was just a little bit inquisitive. Now I'm like, oh, okay. You know, I see a sign, I see cotton. And I'm like, oh, I need to go spend time with my ancestors. There are certain omens that I've learned to pay attention oh. to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really? So what mm-hmm. are some omens that you see and your, and your ancestors and your granny, like, come on back, girl. Cotton is one like or I'll see like we have these it's like pollen but they're little white Mm -hmm. flowers that kind of float randomly by I don't know what they're called I know know exactly what you're talking about though it looks like the little things that you blow to make a wish yes it looks like that it looks like a like a single one of of that so okay like a little singular flutter but I'll see that or I'll just see cotton or I'll see a moth. 
um, or I'll hear something like, oh, my ancestors, oh, I need to do this. I'll hear something. But more so the moth and the cotton, I'm like, okay, I've been, I've been slacking for a couple of days. Let me get back on it. Let me clean the altar. Let me do this. But, um, and and also too, there, there was a, a moment in my life, maybe back in October to probably December, I was really struggling with my mental health and just struggling emotionally. And I wasn't doing anything spiritual. I wasn't meditating. I was in a very negative space. I was not thinking positively. I was just taking it. I was just like really going down this rabbit hole of negativity and feeling sorry for myself. I mean, yeah. and things were just kept going wrong until I really got, had to hit my bottom. I was like, okay, you know, like you have the tools, you know what you need to do. Um, and that's, that's a part of just healing. You know, it's never linear. Sometimes we, we relapse or we go backwards or we're redirected. And that's the beauty of it too. Trusting that you have the tools and the necessities and the support that you need it's all within you. You just have to grab it, you know? I love that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I need to start noticing my spiritual guide signs. Cause I know, and you want to know something? I think I've already found one. It's a ladybug. Okay. Oh, <laughs> yes. I love that. Like I was telling you, it was a ladybug. So last late summer, early fall, I was going through a lot personally at mm -hmm. the time. I'm like, my job was pretty good. Like my friendships were great. I was just, you know, having a hot girl summer. So that was having, that was fun. My family for the most part was good, but I was in personal turmoil. <laughs> uh, I recently was diagnosed with Crohn's disease. So that kind of like shook me up immensely. And I just, physically felt sluggish and tired and I was losing weight and I just did not necessarily know what to do when it came to battling Crohn's disease. I'm still trying to work like nine to five Monday through Friday with mm. my job through a pandemic, which is, we're going to have to talk about that. Mm -hmm. Oh, because working through the pandemic has caused such burnout and such mm -hmm. mental hardship that we have really not been able to sit down and talk about because no. Have not have had a moment to have rested from yeah. the pandemic started to now. I've, I'm, I currently I feel burnt out, but last mm -hmm. year hit me in the face between like burnout, program after program, Crohn's disease. Just mm -hmm. this was like my mental health was taking a toll. I felt lonely. I felt depressed, and I remember. At the witching hour, typically, I remember getting up around four or five o'clock in the morning. I was like, well, if I am up, I'm supposed to be up for a reason. Mm -hmm. You know what? I hadn't meditated. I haven't saged. I hadn't did anything. I haven't talked to, you know, my spiritual guides or to my ancestors or to my granny in a while. I was like, you know what? Let's just go in the living room. I just put on like some meditation music. I just sat down and meditated for a little bit. And of course, the tears are just like pouring out of my face. I am like crying. Because mm -hmm. at that point, I just had to reshape my process of thinking. I had to reframe my process of thinking from the process of like all this shit is horrible to like being grateful for what I did have. Mm -hmm. Literally that time a year ago, I was getting out of an abusive relationship. I was damn near homeless. I had no job. So at least in that moment in 2020, I became grateful 
for what I did have. Yeah. And I just became hopeful for what was to come. And I was like, you know what, bitch, you haven't staged in a while. Let's get up and get that negative energy out of the house. I got it out of my mind. So let's now get it out of the house. As I am staging, I see a ladybug. Now let's put a little pin in that. Maybe like a month ago when it was like hot, hot summer, I saw like ladybugs in my house all the time to the point where I was like, God damn, I need to keep my windows closed and my hair <laughs> on because they just getting in here. I'm like, where are these ladybugs? Like, these blessings, girl. <laughs> I'm like, clearly it's the summertime. I'm leaving my windows open. It's just getting in, right? And <laughs> for some reason, I never wanted to kill them or like get rid of them. Like if I saw a ladybug on my wall, I'm like, hey girl, just, I started talking to them. Okay. <laughs> there was like one that ended up in my bed. I like put her on my nightstand. I was like, girl, you can't be in my bed now. Like I'm trying. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't seen a ladybug in like a month. Cause like, it's like late summer. It's cold outside now. It's like October. I haven't seen a ladybug in a while. And I was just like, okay. It's cold outside. All the ladybugs must have died. They must have went home. I don't know where they were. But as I am staging my house on this very grateful, gr filled with gratitude morning, I'm mm -hmm. staging my house and I go to the door frame of my bedroom and I look up and I see a ladybug. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, I hadn't seen them in a month. It is cold outside. Why is there still a ladybug in my house? I looked up and saw the ladybug and I was, I busted into tears. Mm. I knew that was a sign. I knew that was my ancestors, my granny, mm -hmm. all of my people telling me, you're going to be okay. You're mm -hmm. good. You're on the right track. Just persevere. Keep going. Things are going to be okay. So after looking at that ladybug, I was like, okay, all right. Things are going to get better. Shockingly, they have been better. <laughs> I'm still burnt out at work and like the you know, the typical student loan and right temple here and there. But like where I was two years ago to where I am today, night and day, you mm -hmm. could you wouldn't have even known the hardships that I have gone through the way that I just smile today. So, yes, you can see it. I can feel it. Like I am on cloud nine these days. So it looks so good on you. Oh, it's good on you. Girl, listen. <laughs> Happiness look good on you. <laughs> I received that. I received that. Thank you. It's been it's been a year, like literally a year from what is it? May twenty eighth. Yeah. May twenty ninth. Whatever. It's been a year. It's been one hell of a year. So I am appreciative of my spiritual guides letting me know that ladybugs are a sign, and mm -hmm. I went tattooed on me too, so I never forgot. <laughs> Good. Good. Um, That's beautiful. So it's all simple things. It's because honestly, that when you are so in tuned with you, it is the simple things that allow for your spiritual guides and for your ancestors to speak to you. They're really simple to the point where you could miss them if you're not in tuned with right. yourself. <laughs> so let me ask you, girl, when were you aware that you have spiritual gifts? And what are your spiritual gifts? I was aware that I had a spiritual gift of making people felt com feel comfortable from a very early age. Uh, probably, hmm, well, I guess early for me now is maybe 15, 16. Uh, the person that really helped me develop that was my grandmother. 
mm. at the time. My grandmother was living with us, my mom, my brother, myself, and she was wheelchair bound. And around the time she moved in, I just felt this innate sense of needing to protect her and needing to care for her in a way that I had never known. Mm-hmm. And it started with, you know, like me rubbing her feet, lotioning her feet, rubbing her legs to, you know, me greasing her scalp, braiding her hair, uh, massaging her. And then as I got older, like I would give her baths, like I'd get her in the bathtub, I'd bathe her, we'd talk, I'd spray perfume on her and I would just listen to her stories. And I, you know, she, she told me before she passed, like, she thanked me for never like giving off the air, making her feel like she wasn't capable or like she was a child. She was just like, thank you for always treating me with love. And that stuck with me. Mm-hmm. And from then, you know, that's when I knew like, everybody doesn't love and have the heart that I have. And there's so, so much beauty in that, being able to care for somebody and being able to kind of like innately see into them without even really trying. I think that's a spiritual gift that I have. I'm able to identify with people and it could be a stranger and do something for them that they don't necessarily know that they need or know that they want until it's done. Um, And then, you know, my intuition is very strong as well, but really being able to tap into people is a very special gift that I have. That I, yeah. That is amazing. I would say, well, first of all, that gift is very much so apparent because that's what drew me to you. (laughs) (laughs) You have like this light about you that I was like, I want to be around that. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Yes, Kudos on the gift, girl. I would say that I have a very spooky, witchy spirit, not spirit, but my gift is manifestation. Mm -hmm. Um, and my life partner, Chelsea, shout out to Chelsea, to teach me that whenever I say something, I have to say or better after because the universe has a really funny way of giving you exactly what you ask for if you don't specify. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so really funny story. Me and my life partner, Chelsea, drove over to Cleveland because she was a and still is essentially a aspiring actress and we were going to just have some fun and do some bullshit and interview for the bachelor (laughs) i was was single as shit i was like who knows i might be able to find love on tv i'm i'm a sagittarius i'm open and always down for a reckless fun time and she's an aquarius so she's always like well let's try it anyway so (laughs) the pod four-hour trip over to cleveland just to interview for the bachelor it was a great time on the application, there was a question that asked to list three things on your bucket list. And I'm like, girl, I'm black. My bucket list is to wake up the next day. So I have like a like a formalized bucket list. So I put some bullshit on there. I put skydiving, air balloon and crash a wedding. I was like, get the application done. It's like I'm here for fun. I wasn't like trying to be serious about it. Right forward to that night me and my girlfriend are having some drinks and some food at a bar and a at a bar inside of a hotel and we're talking to this beautiful chocolate ball well she calls herself the ball babe on instagram beautiful bald woman like serving us drinks and chatting us up and telling us about like the cleveland nightlife and as we're just having a good old time trying to figure out what to do that night we get approached 
by some like Seth Rogen, Wolf of Wall Street reject looking motherfucker. <laughs> who, who basically is like, you two are beautiful. You all are gorgeous. There's a party going on upstairs. We would love, I would love to take you there. We're like, get the fuck out of our face. Like we were like, Boy, we don't fucking know you. He's right. like, He's like, no, I promise you it's a party upstairs. I just want you all to be my guest. There's free drinks. I'll take care of you. He and he literally took his Rolex off and gave it to me. And he was like, you could keep the Rolex until the end of the party. I promise you, like, there's nothing going on here. And I was like, you know what? You close our tab out and buy our food and drinks. And we'll go upstairs with you for a couple minutes and get a drink or two. And he was like, perfect. So he went over to the bartender and to the waitress, closed our tab out. She looked at me. I looked at her like, yeah, girl, I know how to work this. And then we <laughs> I'm not fucking you want to come and interrupt me and my life partner from our amazing night out to basically be arm candy for you you're mm -hmm. gonna pay for it god damn it so he closed our tab out he paid our food and drinks we went upstairs and everybody was super duper dressed up now we just had on like some cute bar clothes like heels jeans tee we were cute but we wasn't like dressed right like everybody had dresses and suits on. We like, oh, this is fancy, fancy. Okay. It did not click to us where we were. Just, just to let you know, it did not click to us where we were. He takes us over to the bar. We put on little glow sticks. Everyone's having a good time. There's a dance floor. We on the dance floor talking. I got my drink. My girlfriend got her drink. And then all of a sudden, we feel these arms wrap around our shoulders. Uh -huh. And we look down. And there's this woman in a wedding dress. She's like, Hey, ladies. So who do you know? And we're like, whoa, guy over there. We know him. And then she goes over to him and she's like, and who do you know? And I was like, oh, my God, Chelsea. Abort, abort, abort. Right. <laughs> and it fucking clicked, girl. I looked around and we were at this woman's wedding. Mm -mm. Oh, my God. So the guy basically is trying to talk to her. And Chelsea is like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my. She's like trying to talk to her. Like, no, we know him. I was like, girl, we just got to go. We just got to go right. so we're to walk out with the guy. And like, we're getting chased by these like bartenders and the servers of the event. And they're like, Hey, you all, you all got to give us those glasses back. And before me and my girlfriend could say anything, the guy goes, Oh, we know Teresa. And they're like, Oh, you know, Teresa, you talked to Teresa. He's like, yeah, we talked to Teresa. She's like, Oh, they're like, Oh, okay. Three seconds later, girl, they chase us down to the elevator. Like, <gasps> we called the police. We already oh. told you we're not supposed to be up here. The police are on their way. We need those drinks back. I willingly gave my drink up. I was like, here, you can have the glass. Don't even want it. We're trying to go. <laughs> they are literally yelling at him. I Like, me and my girlfriend jump on the elevator and press the floor button to go downstairs. So, uh -huh. <laughs> back to the bar, the bartender is like, uh, that was quick. You all are back already. And we were like, girl, we just fucking crashed the wedding. <laughs> Ooh, girl, that's crazy. Oh, well, he come back downstairs. Like, I just want to apologize. I was like, if you don't get the fuck out of our face, I'm gonna kick your ass myself. And he like scurried off. I was, and then Chelsea looked me dead in my face. And I was like, I know, bitch. I know. I know. I did not <laughs> better. I did more better. But yeah, I literally wrote on the piece of paper, maybe eight hours before that occurred that I wanted to crash a wedding. And later that night, I did. Oh, did. I started to realize that the things that I have said, mm -hmm. like a, like a full blown witch, it has happened. And I'm not just saying this in front of like my spiritual friend, Chelsea, who is the reason why I am as spiritual as I am right now. Uh -huh. but I'm, 
front of her family. I've done it in front of my family. I've done it in front of friends. <laughs> yes. Words are spells. Just want some. My spiritual gift is that I have to be very particular about manifestation. So I have leaned into it where I am so much more positive about what comes out of my mouth. I have to be optimistic. I yes. have to be very careful about being negative and speaking negatively because it'll happen in the world. Like, the universe don't know. It's like, oh, you said this, you want this. Oh, okay. Here you go. Enjoy. And you have to be specific. That's what I've learned. I I've learned asked for some things and I got it. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is cool. But what I meant to say was, you know, not, you know, I, I've had to learn to be specific and girl, <laughs> I've manifested some things as of late. And the, and the specifics are attached and I'm like, okay, I see you yeah. and I'm learning not to question it now. That's the thing. I'm like, all right, I asked for this. Yeah. It's, it's, it's what I asked for. Um, I would love if you can tell me about a time where your spiritual guides, your ancestors protected you from a situation or from a person where they kind of came in and played defense and kind of deterred you from a path that you were on to protect you. And you looked up and you were like, you know what? Thank you, granny. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> there was this time I was kind of seeing this, this woman very briefly. And um, she spent the night. This was the first time she spent the night over my house. And I was like, Okay, cool. You know, we can go to sleep. Um, so she spent the night and the whole night, I cannot sleep. I'm tossing and turning and I can't sleep. And when I would fall asleep, my entire left side would go numb. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't thinking like, oh, I could be, maybe I'm going to have a stroke. No, I was just like, dang, something is wrong. I could not fall asleep. And it happened at least five times. And so at this point, I'm on my back. I fall asleep for maybe 10 minutes. And I, I kid you not, I felt something wake me up slightly, but then I felt like this slicing motion in my, like from my, my shin to probably the top of my knee. And it was very intentional oh. and, and slow. And I, I knew it wasn't her, you know? Right. But I woke up and I wasn't in a panic. I wasn't frightened. I was just more like, okay, I thank you. Okay. It was like, and it was like two in the morning and I was like, okay, thank you guys. Thank you. And I knew from that moment, like this woman in the bed next to me was not for me. The situation was not for me because I couldn't sleep. And it, my body was like, no, like it didn't want me to get comfortable. And that, that sign let me know. And then Maybe the next day or so, you know, I, I ended things with her and I told her I needed time to focus on myself. And um, her reaction and her response was very poor. Mm. And it was like her representative had just fleed the scene. Okay. Completely different person. <laughs> oh, no. And I was like, and, and I was like, all right, cool. Thank you. You know, and that's just one instance. There's been so many just in terms of even jobs or or friendships where I, something comes back to me, you know, and I'm like, oh, okay. Um, simple things, you know, uh, 
but that's that that was a very important one for me that really made me aware like you know projection is protection i know people say that but that shit is real you know you want something so bad and it's not happening you gotta let it go you gotta stop you gotta stop trying to get it because you might fuck around and get it and it'll fuck some shit up and then you have to start over you know from just where you are emotionally spiritually so that is so fucking true that Mm -hmm. that that is scary (laughs) because you said two o'clock in the morning the veil is thinning so yo they just jumped down and was like hey girl wake up yes don't don't trust it don't trust it Mm -mm. yes don't want to save (laughs) yes that's and that's what i've learned too about myself if i'm feeling off or if i'm feeling just emotional i try to sleep because it resets me and that's when i'm i'm more sensitive to you know if something if someone is trying to get through to me that's when it'll come to me as if i'm sleep like half sleeps you know i'll dead dead sleep you know like in a deep sleep i'll still get the message that's supposed to be sent to me so the fact that that happened like i already knew like okay let me just yeah. do away with this mm-hmm. but that, that is yes i love that and i love that you shared that story because i want a lot of people to understand that like the whole spiritual journey is not about to be a walk in the park (laughs) real. It is hard. It is nasty. It is scary as fuck. There's a lot of tears. There's a lot of resetting. I that like my spiritual journey is not going to be linear. I have stepped back to go forward. I've gone left, gone right. I've gone up, I've gone down, but it's all part of the journey for me to get to wherever I need to get to. Cause I have started to realize even with this podcast, that the reason why I am here is to use this very loquacious mouth of mine <laughs> to better other people, to help other people, to inspire other people. And it's always been so interesting to me because my mom is a teacher. Mm-hmm. And say to me and my siblings, I don't care what you do, but don't be a teacher. This shit is for the birds, CPS. Uh, like she would be like, do not be a teacher. Do not be a teacher. And what do I do as a profession? What do I do as a career? Girl, Girl, I teach for a living. But that's because I have realized that I'm supposed to be in front of a classroom or I'm supposed to be in front of the masses because I have a gift that sits in my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) You do. Right. Outside of the other gifts that sit inside of my mouth, the real gift that I have in my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Is the gift of speaking to the masses. I'm hoping to help so many others with this tactless mouth of mine. (laughs) You truly do have a gift. Like I remember one time at work, I sat in one of your trainings and I was just like, yo, like she's, she's really talented. Like she's really good. The way you're able to connect and relate to people, all kinds of people. And be so engaging with it while just distributing this wealth of knowledge. It's very seamless what you do. So I'm very proud that you did start this podcast. As soon as I saw that message come through, I was like, oop, let me go listen, subscribe. Yes, girl, I'm so here for it. I love that. Thank you so much, Janelle. Well, we're almost about to hit an hour and some change. So I at least wanted to talk about some amazing ways that if anyone who's listening wants to get started on their own spiritual journey, what are some things and some ways that they can go ahead and get started? Like, what's the first step that someone journal? Journal. 
Journal, it's like seeing your intuition on paper. What's what journaling? Just what, feel, what they feel, what comes what to them? Feel what comes to them. I would say journal probably first thing in the morning or in the evening. For me, it's the morning. That's when my mind is clearest. Just journal. If you can, record your dreams in the, in the journal. If not, how you're feeling. Just how you're feeling. Yeah. And it will begin to evolve into something else after that. You know, that's what just journal. I love that. Mm-hmm. I would say for everyone listening, second little tip, quiet yourself internally, quiet your mind, quiet your heart, quiet your uh, feelings, your energy, sometimes be still. Mm-hmm. When you are still, what I want you to start to look for are patterns. I think mm-hmm. that's the first thing that I started to notice when I was on my spiritual journey. 333 will pop up. I'm like, what does that mean? Or like 444 <laughs> would pop up. I'm like, what? And if it wasn't for my life partner at the time, she's like, girl, look that up. It's the angel. It's an angel number. They're trying to talk to you. They're trying to get through to you, girl. So yeah. I'd be driving very similar to you, just like seeing synchronicities. Like I would see the same car over and over and over. I seen the same color over and over and over. I would see like 14 different lights in place and they all started with B. And I'm like, yep. something is very interesting about all of this. And that's when I started to notice that is the universe. That's my spiritual guys. It's my granny trying to talk to me, trying to get through to me. Yeah. I would see random things like a falcon. I live in a fucking city. Why am I seeing a falcon? Right. The research like, okay, what does a falcon mean? There's representation there. Like a ladybug. I would see a ladybug. What is the representation there? So being quiet and being still and just being open like opening my ears and absolutely is really what helped me start to take in the messages so I can at least start to decode them to figure out like what the fuck am I really supposed to be doing (laughs) right and in those moments you when you see a 444 you you start to ask yourself okay what what is the universe trying to tell me right now and that's when you become hyper aware of how you're feeling the people you're dealing with your surroundings you're like what is the universe trying to tell me that's what I would start to ask myself Okay, what are you trying to tell me right now? It's 444. I've been seeing it. It's 444. What's what am I doing right now? Am I am I in alignment with what I'm doing? How am I feeling? That's really something that I still ask myself to this day. You know, I see angel numbers often and sometimes I just be like, thank you. You know, like, all right, cool. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, or uh, I'm out of alignment. How am I feeling? Who did I just interact with? You know, because that's that's the other part of it as well. Is, really being in tune and in touch with your energy and how you feel, really start to evaluate how you feel when you're doing certain tasks, when you're surrounding yourself with certain people, when you're spending time with with these people, how do you feel when you're with them? And how do you feel after being around them? That's something you start to pay attention to too, because as you become more open, you're you're open. So you want to be mindful of the energy that you are taking in. That's um, just, you know, being aware, but. That's so true. That Mm -hmm. is so fucking true. I, with that tip, everybody, that requires you understanding your emotions. Remove the stigma that emotions are bad, which is really what I want everybody to get to. Emotions are great. Emotions are good. Emotions were one of our first defense mechanisms when we were homo sapiens roaming this world about like, am I about to go into danger or not? Because those feelings are important. They're what saved you at one point in time. So now- Very (laughs) indicative. So now that we have evolved as humans, 
emotions and logic don't go together or remove emotions when you're making a decision or you're too emotional, that's bad. And I think that's just society's way of trying to tell us that we don't need to be in tune with ourselves because so many people are not in tune with themselves. Mm-hmm. Immediately, because I'm an empath, so mm-hmm. I need to detach and shake everybody else's bullshit off for me to get better. I'm an introvert extrovert. I am yeah. super extroverted because I do an amazing, I'm the I am the life of the party. I am the first one there. I'm the last one. I will be the first bitch on top of a table. But after that party, you won't see me for three days because I need to recharge because I am such an empath in that way. And I know now because I am very in tune when I go to work and I have a meeting with a certain person, I already know my attitude about to be off. Not because I don't like that person, but my energy within their space is off. And there's certain people that I love to be around like you, because my energy is uplifted when Mm -hmm. I'm interacting with them. So to your point, you are so, so true. So, so correct. So, so right. Be with yourself. Emotions are not bad. They are good. That's, that's what we had as humans to protect us. And the only thing we had to protect us at one point in time. So use them to protect you today. Yes. I would say for anyone who is thinking about getting crystals so let's just do like maybe a little a little crystal talk my okay. favorite crystals are amethyst oh, because I love amethyst. Yeah, <laughs> I, I girl i have an amethyst on both my nightstands and they protect my bed and they protect me while i am sleeping <laughs> i also ended up liking amethyst i love the purple hue but amethyst is also also the birthstone of february and i have such amazing connections with aquariuses so there's Mm -hmm. many reasons why i love amethyst but if anyone is like okay i'm also really interested in crystals what crystal should i get where should i start i would say research all crystals but i would say that i love i'll give you like my three i love i love amethyst for protection I love my citrine, which is also my birthstone for November okay. for clarity, for optimism, for magnifying mm-hmm. manif- manifestations. Yeah. I would also say that I love, it's going to have to be my clear quartz. I love clear quartz. Yes. It would have to be my clear quartz for clarity, for me to shake off like negative energy for, it's like a really good restart. Yes. Like a restart um, crystal for me. So if I need to get creative, if I'm having like writer's block or podcasting block, Mm -hmm. get into my like feel of things. If I feel too cloudy, there we go. If I feel too cloudy, I go get the quartz, the clear quartz. I hold on to it. I do a little bit of journaling. I'm like, all right. I'm like, all right, auntie. Okay, granny, go ahead. What you got for me? And all out. So what will be your three, your top three crystals? I keep a very huge rose quartz next to my bed. This is a small one here, but rose quartz for me, um, just loving on myself, girl, loving on me, attracting love and every experience that I draw to me, it's really important to me. Um, What else? I would say tiger's eye is a really big one for me right now. It's a protection and grounding stone. Ooh. Mm-hmm. My my emotions can have the tendency to kind of <laughs> take my feet off the ground, even though I am a Taurus. That Cancer Moon girl, so the, the mm-hmm. Taurus and Cancer Moon, and what's Scorpio your rising? Was that your rising again? Scorpio. Oh, girl, 
Girl, listen, I don't have any fire in my sign. So <laughs> I Girl, mean in my chart. <laughs> you are you are the sweet, you sweetest pie because you ain't got no fire. <laughs> so nice and just so sweet. Okay, so you had your rose quartz, your tiger eye. What was what was your third crystal? My third crystal would probably be right now. Ooh, either selenite or I bought this new crystal called rhodonite, which is really good for um, like mental clarity and co- like confidence of self when it comes to like speaking your beliefs. So this is really one I keep with me when I'm at work. Like I'll just have it in my hands if I'm running a meeting or something. Text but, that one to me because I need to pick that one up. <laughs> I will. It's beautiful too. But those are probably my top three right now. Amethyst is an all-time favorite. I keep it around the house as well. And um, my grandmother used to live off amethyst. So it just has a little sentimental meaning for me as well. Yeah. She's everywhere. I'm telling you, she's everywhere. <laughs> Tell Granny I said hi. She <laughs> <laughs> <Just> said hi. <laughs> so we, t- we, da- we talked about the zo- your zodiac signs really, really quickly. Let's dive a little bit into zodiac. So the first tip, y'all, uh, journal. Second tip, quiet the spirit, quiet the mind, quiet the heart, quiet the emotions. Allow for your emotions to speak to you so that you can see patterns, that you can see synchronicities so that the universe can speak to you. And the third little tip here is to research crystals. So first, write a little list down of like, what are you battling, struggling with currently? And then find crystals that combat the things that you're struggling through and just have them around the house. Keep them on you. Put them in your purse. That'll super duper help you. Yes. Fourth thing that we're going to dive into is zodiac signs. I got... I know that everybody's like, oh, Zodiac, because it got very much so, um, though, I guess Zodiac signs have the whole 17 magazine smell to it. It's like, oh, what's your Zodiac sign? Oh, I'm a Sagittarius, so I don't like to commit. Like the Zodiac signs that me and Janelle are about to speak about are more about your birth chart. Zodiac signs are very surface level if you're just going to judge someone off of their sun sign, which I will say this. Tauruses and Sagittarius are not supposed to get along ever. And I fucking love Janelle. So that yes. rip should tell you that you should not just trust what someone will or won't do off of their quote unquote sun sign, which is the sign that you were born into. So if you're born June 30th, you're a Cancer. If you were born November 1st, you're a Scorpio. And those are your sun signs. But mm-hmm. Janelle, would you love to give us your big three and then kind of like a synopsis of what your big three mean to you and how they show up yeah. in personality. My big three, Taurus sun, Cancer moon, Scorpio rising. Now do this for me because I know people are like, what the fuck does any of that mean? Could you give us tell you. of what your sun rising and moon is? Yes. You're, okay, we're going to start with the rising because that's what people see first. Yes. <laughs> that is what people see first. So your rising sign is the rapper like on top of the gift. That's your rising sign. That's what people see. That's why people identify with. It's the first thing that you show people. And then when you open it, you have an actual box. Yes. That is your, that's your moon sign. I'm sorry. That's your moon sign. That's kind of like how you deal with your emotions and et cetera, and how you feel about things. And then your sun sign is kind of like the inner workings of you. Um, when you are vulnerable, that's what people see. It's what you identify with. But for me, if I'm being honest, I probably say I identify a little bit more with Scorpio than I do Taurus. 
<laughs> because I am so intuitive and emotional and guarded. And I, I like to go deep. Like that is how I connect with somebody. I want to have deep conversations. I don't want to have small talk. Tell me your fears. Like I, I want to go deep. And my cancer moon wants to go deep as well, but also nurture. It wants to learn, you know, your fears, your insecurities, what makes you tick, what you love um, and give you that and nurture that. Whereas my son, you know, I'm, I, I can be a little bit more reserved in places where I don't know anybody. I'm definitely very focused on, you know, solidifying, you know, a financial future for myself and, you know, my family and my kids when they do come. Yeah. Um, but I don't more, I, I more so have that energy about me, I guess, you know, the earth and being grounded and being stable and the presence. But yeah, I, I think when I was younger, I identified more with being a Taurus. Now I would say it's, it's my rising in my moon for sure. Oh, I love that. So mm -hmm. if anyone, listening to this and they're like what the hell is rising and a moon and your sun or if you just want to find out what your rising sun and moon is i would say astrocafe.com is a really good spot you can just google how mm -hmm. do i my sun rising and moon and so many websites will pop up because baby all you need is the location you were born the time you were born and mm -hmm. your birth and they will give you your whole life on a website so my big three which is why i am the ratchety ratch ratch horrible <laughs> fiery person that i am is you're correct that your rising essentially is the wrapping on that box because that is what everybody sees first unfortunately my rising also is a sagittarius so what, <laughs> but what you see is what you get my rising is a sagittarius my son is a sagittarius my moon is a Scorpio. So <laughs> that's probably why my Scorpio moon saw your Scorpio rising. It was like, we got to be friends. Uh -huh. <laughs> like, I don't know what it is, but you cool. Like it's something we need to figure this out. Right. Cause when your Scorpio rising wants to go deep, my Scorpio moon is like, let's go. Like right. how deep you want to go. You oh, that's what I need, girl. Yes. We'll talk about childhood fears. We'll talk about abandonment issues. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I can do surface level conversations, but that drains me more. I'd rather have conversations that are fulfilling. I'd rather have a debate with someone before we talk about how nice it is outside, to tell you the truth. I'd rather fucking hate your guts because you think women should literally be like Handmaid's Tale before we sit and talk about the fucking weather and what's happening in June around the city of Chicago. I can give a fuck less. <laughs> Girl, same. I would say the synopsis for my big three is that I am typically a loud, loving, honest person. Mm -hmm. You will always know where you stand with me. I'm not the best at lying because my Sagittarius rising and sun is like, bitch, why would we lie? We're grown. <laughs> right. Um, these people need to hear the truth anyway, because if you don't tell them the truth, nobody will. So just go for it. Mm -hmm. And the moon. I would say I'm starting to understand it more. When I was getting into my spiritual journey and I found out that I had a Scorpio moon, I immediately was like, that's why I've had so many of the issues that I have had in previous relationships because I was an underdeveloped Scorpio moon. I was an underdeveloped all signs, to tell you the truth, until I understood what the fuck was going on. Mm. But Scorpio moon, oh girl, I'm gonna just, just put myself out there. My Scorpio moon is why I can suck souls. It's why I can... 
connect to just about anyone mm-hmm. on a deeper level. But what I have noticed in my relationships is that my Scorpio moon is why I am such a magnet to other people. People are drawn to me. Absolutely. Physically, sexually. There are people who have like called me goddess. There are people who have like worshipped me. There are people who are like, whatever the fuck you want to do, you can do because, and it's unfortunate because now I know that I have that power and I just try my hardest to not use it for evil. I try to yeah. use it for good. I try to use it for good. I don't try to use it for evil, but I know that like, I, cause you know, you know, as a Scorpio rising, I see through you. I can see absolutely you all that other bullshit that you put on for other people all that like facade you keep up all the money and your insecurities baby I see you mm-hmm. and I'm about because people are like you're just so open and you're non-judgmental Scorpios are non-judgmental you whatever you with I'm hey I don't go to sleep with you at night I don't why? Right. like whatever you believe whatever you love whoever you love whatever you do when you wake up and whatever you do when you go to sleep I don't care I just want to know who you are right and people appreciate that because we live in such a world where everyone feels they have to put on a mask. And then we have people like us that show up and are like, baby, take that mask off. Who are you? What are your insecurities? Right. What are you scared of? What are you afraid of? What do you want to be in 30 years? Mm-hmm. Let's have that conversation. Oh, yes. I love you. Let's do a let's just go ahead and do a level below. Do you know your Venus? Girl. Cancer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Cause you didn't stand a chance. No, no. You stand a fucking chance, girl. My, my Venus is in Cancer. Oh, honey. And I recently met somebody whose Venus is in Capricorn, and I'm just. Your Venus is in Capricorn. Mm-hmm. My Venus is in Capricorn. Girl, that's why I love you. Look, that's why. <laughs> OMG, my Venus is in a Capricorn. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Because I have so much like fire and air in my chart, which mm-hmm. for anyone who's like fire, air, water, is this like earth, wind, and fire? So fire signs are Leos, Sagittarius's, and Aries, my good Judy's. Your, yes. your air signs, which are also my good Judy's, but they're a little, they're a little nuts. They're a little crazy. They're a little. You know, them Aquarius is they aliens, but I love, I love them. them. <laughs> I love air signs too. You know, happy birthday to all the Gemini's. My mama just had a birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, my good friend Phil, her birthday next week. I love Gemini's. My two best friends, Rylan and James, just had they just had their birthday. Everybody clearly I had a lot of Gemini's in my, in right. my next month. <laughs> hey Danny, Danny has a birthday coming up. I love Gemini's. So my air signs are Aquariuses, Geminis, and Libras. I love all of them. And then we got our water signs, our emotional. They say crybabies, but I, they're not crybabies. They're just, they allow, they, they are so in tune with their emotions that if they are underdeveloped, they can use emotions to manipulate your ass. And if they are developed, these are some of the best people to lean on. And your water signs are your Pisces, your Cancers, and your Scorpios. Mm-hmm. And then you got, you got your earth signs, your mother earth, Virgo being the mother earth, we have Tauruses and we have Capricorns. If you're just like, well, which particular element am I? So my Venus, which the Venus is the planet of love where beauty, right. Which I recently learned that Tauruses and Libras are the bad bitches of the Zodiac because you all are considered the beauty signs. 
Yeah. The Zodiac. And I was like. Girl, it don't lie. I mean, look at me. <laughs> you cute. Oh, I'm not going to lie. That's why exactly. I said. I was about to say. That's why I said next to you in class, girl. You cute. I'm not going to lie. Not gonna lie. <laughs> and I know me. I know I know a decent amount of bad bitch Tauruses. And I know a whole mm-hmm. And I know a whole bunch of bad bitch Libras. Shout out yes. to my friend Connie. I know yes. a whole bunch of I know a whole bunch of y'all. And I learned that like of course Tauruses, you all have like the feminine, childlike features that everyone falls in love with. And then for Libras, they are symmetrical. Most of their faces are symmetrical. Go, yes, because they're the scale, so they're balancing, and yes. we society had decided that symmetrical faces are deemed more attractive and a mm. lot of very symmetrical faces so a lot of them just off rip are attractive I like yeah, i know it's true though i mean the capricorn just means that i love i love love but love gotta make sense yes like, gotta be structured like if we are doing this it needs to be consistent it needs to be structured i need to see paperwork i'm what's the business about it so it's weird because that just kind of means that maybe i approach love in more of a business-like sense mm-hmm. me to really love you for me to do this thing right oh it gotta make sense so i'm doing checks and balances i'm doing research i'm doing background checks like what are we doing how, how are we financing this shit where's the savings put the money up like that's kind of how i look at love mm-hmm. <laughs> And and Capricorns are a earth sign. So they're a little bit more pragmatic, logical. They're able to dissect things where they are able to remove emotion from data or from data or whatnot. You all can see things from several lens, but do not allow for emotions to kind of be a factor when making a decision, which is where my love language is like, okay, you can tell me you love me, but like, did you show me you love me? Like, what was that? paid a bill like did you come over and, and take care of me did you come and see me at the hospital like you can say all that shit and it feel good but what have you done for me lately right actions girl actions explain to me your crazy venus cancer and your <laughs> you just love love but in a way where we're not gonna give it up right away you know we mm-hmm. we're a crab at the end of the day we have that hard shell we have that you know discernment and um the interesting thing about, you know, a crab, it literally moves sideways. It doesn't walk front to back, it moves side to side because it's trying to like look out for, you know, potential threats or is it, is it, you know, being considered prey right now, really trying to discern and assess the situation, which is how we are in love. Once it's comfortable, once we feel safe and you open up that shell, it's like, oh, it's nice here. It's comfortable. You know, we're really considerate. We're very giving and in tune to the people we love, their emotions. You know, it's like we hear what you're saying, but we also feel what you're saying too. So let me take care of you or let me love you. Um, it's a gift, you know, the, the nurturing side to want to nurture somebody is really a gift that I would say Venus and Cancer possess just in a way to really love somebody, but not drown them, you know. And not all person can drown you though, for sure, because the emotions you you can be so emotional that you want somebody to respond a certain way to the way that you're giving them love so it can be manipulative if you're not really aware of it and how your emotions are impacting other people (laughs) so that is so true and and see i actually love me some cancers like Mm -hmm. me some cancers but they have 
to be able to rein them feelings in because yes. my, my Capricorn Venus is like, Ugh, emotions, what the fuck are we doing? Like, we, I got to be able to like feel it, but it got to it got to be within reason. Right. And that's why that, that balance is, is so essential, you know, having a healthy balance. Like, I think really paying attention to your partner's charts or even just if you're not into astrology, your emotional needs there, there always should be some level of balance to that. You know, if you're, if you know, you're overly emotional, maybe somebody who's a little bit more logical would be good for you. Who's still able to hold space for you emotionally and provide emotional support, but not be as emotionally driven, you know, balance is essential. That is so true. That is so true because I shockingly being full of fire (laughs) need to say, Hey girl, calm down. You know what? Hey girl, I know you got all those angry emotions. Calm it down. This Mm -hmm. is this is the facts but mm-hmm. differently. I'm like, okay, whoo. I was about to go to jail. So I right, sit my ass down. Right. Like, let me go sit my ass down because I was about to go to jail. Don't we don't got the bail money right now. So let me calm down. <laughs> <laughs> well, Janelle, we are gonna go ahead and start wrapping up the interview. Well, Janelle, is there anything that you would like to tell us? Is there a places we can find you? You got anything going on? Any projects? What are you up to these days? Uh, I am working on a podcast. Um, I don't know if I really want to share the title yet. I don't feel like into going into that, but it'll be coming out soon. And then maybe we can do a follow-up. But I am working on a podcast. You can find me on social media. Instagram is Janelle.Kelly. That's J-E-N-N-E-L-L dot k-e-l-i same on twitter and tiktok thank you janelle for being my lovely guest (laughs) thank you for having me this was beautiful when you asked me i was like oh my god yes i was so excited was like your aunt like you your ancestors was telling you like you need to talk more you need to open about your own spiritual gifts and then knock 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 here I come like hey Janelle would you love to be a guest on my podcast <laughs> right and I you know initially I was, I was like yes yes but then once the date started getting closer I was like oh I'm nervous oh do I ooh, do I feel like I'm coming down with something no I don't I was like let me just see <laughs> I know see the devil trying to get you girl trying to <laughs> tell you what you wasn't good enough but you did amazingly like so much knowledge was dropped. So many people are going to start their spiritual journey. And I want to say thank you so much for sharing your stories, for being open, for being the amazing cancer moon that you are. (laughs) Allow to take a peek into your life and then to your own spiritual journey. So thank you so much. Thank you. Now that we've gotten that out of the way, what you want to eat?